Hello, what's up? This is Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 21st of September 2021. Lovely little bit of tea. How the fuck are you? I'm doing good. And thank you for listening. <laughs> um, oh, man. I, uh, as we speak, am waiting, waiting to hear back from uh, a house that I'm trying to move into. I'm, I'm moving. I'm moving house. I've been in uh, been in this place for fucking three and a half years, man, in uh, Brunswick, the east of Brunswick, not Brunswick East as it was originally pitched to me by the real estate agent, the east of Brunswick. But, uh, yeah, I've been here for ages and I just I wanted to move. And, uh, man, it's... It's a kind of a complicated situation, but by the way, I've got a guest on the podcast today, so I'm just going to talk for a bit. I don't know when I should, whatever. I'm all over the place. Um, I'm uh, <laughs> trying to move it, so I've got I've been offered one place that the people rock. I'm trying to move into a share house, like a bigger share house is the main thing with like, you know, one's four bedrooms and the other one's five bedrooms that are my two options. So the four-bedroom place, I met the people on Zoom they rocked, you know, we clicked, they offered me the place and uh, I had, I, I took it, but then they were like, if you've got other interviews, you know, like keep them. And I was like, you know what? I do have one other interview at a place that I wouldn't mind checking out. And uh, so I said, you know, I, I want to take it, but let me just look at this other place. Went and looked at the other place. The people there also rocked. The place is just a bit bigger. It's a bit closer to the city. It just, it's an amazing house. The house is like, you know, it's just a very impressive, beautiful house. Um, so I want that place. I want the second place is the place that I really, you know, want just because the house just fucking sells it. But they were not getting back to me. That was on Friday. I went and looked at the place. Saturday, Sunday said, we'll get back to you on Saturday or Sunday. Saturday or Sunday came and went. Still haven't heard from them. And the other place with the four bedrooms there, I'm telling them, you know, but they're just, be, they're being really cool. They're like, that's all right. We'll give it a bit more time. You know, we'll hold it for you. Today I messaged them. I'm like, I still haven't heard. It's Monday. I'm recording this Monday evening. And uh, they're like, you know, look, like we still want you to come and live with us, but we're going to put the ad back up just in case. Cause we've got to fill the room. And I'm like, I totally understand. And, uh, I feel like this situation, I've been thinking, you know, I mean, I'm fucking riddled with anxiety because what if I don't get the the big good place that I want, but I also don't get this other great place because I've waited too long and then they fill the room with another person. That's my fear. And I'm full of anxiety because it feels like as much as they haven't indicated that it is, it feels like a personal thing, you know? I don't want to reject someone. And I just, my first instinct, here's what I've been thinking about this because I think I have this instinct that I'm like in therapy, I've been talking about how I, uh, I just, I'm really comfortable, I'm really uncomfortable sitting in anxiety and uh, there's an anxiety to not being in control of a situation or not knowing how something's going to pan out. And right now, the situation is I'm waiting for a response from this house that I want and I, I don't have any control over that. I've done everything I can. I met them, whatever. And I want them to pick me and there's nothing else that I can do other than just wait. But while I wait, 
I'm also maybe losing the opportunity to get into this other house that would also be good. And so my instinct is rather than wait and sit in the uncertainty with that anxiety to just go fuck this and take control back of the situation and go, yeah, I'll take the house that's been offered to me. But in doing that, I would be like it's the thing that I actually want is the house that I want, you know, the really nice one that I fucking want. The other one would be good, but it's not the one that I want. And so to get the one that I want, like if I just if I just go with my instinct and go, fuck this, I want to escape the anxiety and uh, and take this this like second choice, then I lose the opportunity to have the great one, to have a chance at getting the great one, even a chance, I need to sit with this anxiety. And I think in a lot of areas of my life, like with friends or with jobs even or like in relationships, I have preferred to just leave the anxiety for that relief rather than face the anxiety and, you know, go towards the thing that I actually want because anxiety is so fucking scary that it's easier to just go, fuck this, I'm going to get out of the anxiety and deal with having like you know something less than the thing that i actually want and i think that's what puts me in these situations where i'm like you know i'm i'm i know what i want but i still i'm fucking unable to get it because i just i, I i'm trying to learn how to face that anxiety so that's what i'm doing right now and just to communicate, you know, there's nothing from anything that the, the second option plays. There's nothing from anything that they've said that tells me that they're upset with me and, you know, they're not. But I feel guilty about stringing them along, you know. I feel like they're upset with me, but they're not upset with me. But I'm telling myself in my head that they are because that's a way to justify then going, oh, well, they're upset with me, so I need to... You know, I need to get out of this anxiety situation. It's really like it'd be so much easier to just go, oh, well, I couldn't take that place that I wanted. I couldn't wait because the other people were upset with me and I, I, I didn't want them to be upset with me. So I, I I fucking did a thing to make them feel better. And it's like they're not upset with me. They understand. It would just be easier to – it's just making any sense what I'm saying right now. I think I invent things like – like it would be really easy for me to say, you know, the, the the people at this house that I'm making wait while I wait for my answer from the other place, it would be easy for me to invent the idea that they're upset with me for making them wait, but they're not actually upset with me and the reason that I would be leaving is down to me. But it's so much easier to just go, oh, it's out of my control, you know, to pretend like things are just not in my control and that any decision I make was actually not my decision, it was someone else's decision. It's so much easier to say that than just to accept. Like I was talking to a friend uh, a couple of days ago who um, is in a situation where they were seeing someone in Australia and then they went back to the UK and that person that they were seeing in Australia, they're still talking to them and they haven't had like a, a, a conclusion to that relationship. And there's real feelings there, you know, that's established. They like each other, but going forward, there's no clear, like, how are we going to proceed with this? And what's happening is they're just talking to each other and the feelings are just ebbing away and my friend was saying to me, you know, oh, it's like, you know, it's really hard because like they don't want to come here just yet. And, you know, I feel like no, no, no. And I'm like, what you're giving me right now is a bunch of excuses about why the relationship can't work 
and you want me to tell you that it's fine that all of these things that are outside of your control, they're the reason. You want those to be the reason. The things, oh, I couldn't because, you know, they live over there or because of COVID or because of whatever. Because it's so much easier to accept something uncomfortable when it wasn't your choice. But ultimately, the thing that we have to fucking realize is it actually is your choice. It's it's 100% your choice to not pursue a relationship or to um to to wait and let the opportunity for a house that I might want to live in slip by because that's not the thing that I really want the other thing is the thing that I really want that's a choice it's all a choice we have the power to fucking choose these things i lately i've been feeling like a fucking motivational speaker like i don't want to be this cunt <laughs> But I'm just, I'm really trying to tell myself that like I have choices in my life and that's what I said to my friend, look, you can, you know, choose to pursue the relationship or not pursue the relationship, but know that it's your choice. It's not because of COVID. It's not because they live in Australia and you live in the UK. It's because you're choosing to not have a conversation with them and go, hey, I, I might want to pursue this relationship. What do you think? Because it's scary to have that conversation because you then put yourself up for the possibility that they might say no and they reject you and that's scary and it's scary to go, well, I chose something and it still didn't work out. It's easier to go, I was out of my control. I couldn't do anything. They lived on the other side of the world and it couldn't work and then you just get to have this feeling for the rest of your life when you look back and you go, oh, that was so nice but it didn't work but it wasn't my fault. You know, it's a nice story to tell yourself, but you're still left without the thing that you want. So that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting in the anxiety and the uncertainty and I'm waiting to preserve the chance that I might get to live in the the first choice place that I want because that's what I said to myself when I decided to move out. I said, I want to live in a place that I'm like, that's this is a fucking awesome house. And the other place I think would be a great house and we could make it great. But I got to be honest, it's my second choice. And I feel guilty even about saying that because it feels like a shot at the people who live there, but it's not. It's just my second choice. Anyway, my guest on the podcast today <laughs> is Aurora Campbell, who is an artist who I know from uh, living in Melbourne. Um, Aurora is mates with, uh, she's from Brisbane and she's mates with a few comedians. Uh, I've seen her work on Instagram. I've know she like does shows around Melbourne and she did, uh, like a drunk drawing class at, I think the shady lady in Fitzroy, whatever her work is very, um, provocative and sexual. And it's like quite vulnerable in a way. Cause it's show, it's like, you know, black and white images of like, women masturbating and uh naked bodies and sexual images and it's uh, i uh you know we we talk with friends and uh i just wanted to talk to her i guess about the similarities in between what i do and what she does because i feel like we both what what we have in common is that though we do different things the thing that we do we're doing it for the same reason she feels like someone who you know, the, the, the work that she puts out is work that she 
is would put out if no one looked at it. She just does it because she just that's just what she does, you know. And uh, I love people like that. I love seeing people putting out work like that. I feel like you can tell when someone is motivated by that thing inside them that they're just like, I just fucking have to do this to feel good. And uh, I feel like she's that person. So I want to talk to her. So here it is. Um, we talked about that. We talked about art. And um, she's back in Brisbane. She left Melbourne to get away from COVID like a fucking rat. Um, she's up in Brisbane, um, free in the sun, living her life. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy, man. This is my chat with Aurora Campbell. in the time things are open people are so thirsty yeah 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 yeah. oh there's a thing on like there's people totally then the other thing that happens a lot is that there's if if it's not cancelled completely or an online opening and if it's not just on like normal there's restrict there's capacity limits yeah 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 people have to kind even if it's a free show or whatever people yeah totally if they don't show up which they know people get drunk and yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they just say they're going to come because they're too scared to be like, I don't want to come to your stupid fucking yeah. thing. And you're like, well, don't <sighs> take up a spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's valuable right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should probably fucking introduce you because this is, I'm just, this is, this is it. We're doing it. Um, yeah. This is Aurora Campbell. Artist. Do you call yourself an artist? Yes. So you are? Artist. How's that feel? <laughs> Um, demeaning. (laughs) (laughs) I've been laughing today because some guy wanted to buy some originals of me and tried to haggle me on the price. Brutal. Yeah, yeah. He was like, no, no. Like he tried to like lower it and he was like, he was like, I bought two originals of you for 250 bucks last time. And I just replied and I was like, that was a really long time ago. Yeah. have gone up. And then I just said. God, being an artist is just so demeaning. That's fucking like, true. Does that happen a lot? Do people haggle? No, usually they have some sort of pride. It's so like, weird because I like I've been thinking about this this week. Uh, I saw this is going to seem irrelevant, but I saw some lady in in Sydney who sells like pasties, you know, for like be, like burlesque stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, and her she has like a special little stone, like a teardrop shaped stone that she whatever in her pasties. That's her thing. Yeah, and uh, then some big burlesque crew in Sydney have like stolen her design, and she was all angry about it on on Instagram. Which I don't know. I have two fucking minds about that because I'm like, we'll make a new design. Who cares? But it's it, it kind of I I feel like if you're a creative, half the time people aren't buying the product; they're buying you. You know, yeah, they're buying yeah, like yeah. I want to be a part of this story, this person who oh, made this thing, yeah. and then I have it on my wall. And that's so crazy that this guy is like, yeah, I want to support this person. I care about their story and their work, but can you shave a few fucking bucks off? Like <laughs> the amount he was trying to heckle down was like twenty dollars. 
god like, we're just like i was like why do you have why are you trying to win on this like, <laughs> why are you trying to lower my value in the one thing that i pour my fucking heart and soul into? totally day and and day then, out, like, what's he gonna say like when that's on the wall in his house he's gonna be like oh yeah by the way i fucking heckled her down dumb bitch like <laughs> yeah i heckled down this poor broke artist that just, yeah like, has so little going for them right now because the world's so fucked up for the totally artist. feels good yeah it was super weird then he was like oh man now you've made me feel bad for heckling and i was like yeah like don't <laughs> haggle with artists it's like, yeah it's like you made me feel bad when you haggled so yeah, yeah exactly just don't take the item. I don't care. I'll yeah, yeah, them. sure. I'll happily keep them. Like, is I that what? So did he? Did he buy it off you? Yeah, he did. He said, "Ah, suffer." <laughs> he said, "Throw in a couple stickers, and we have a deal." Oh my god! Who is this guy? Disclaimer: I'm not gonna throw in a couple of. I'm not gonna throw in a couple of fucking stickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have any stickers. I was like. Like that's just like so childish. Stickers. That's such a yeah yeah. That's such a as like it's the fact childish. that he hasn't even done his due diligence to check if you do have stickers. You know, no, and it's, it's like, like, hey man, throw in like a fucking pair of shoes. Like, <laughs> I know it's like it's also such like a weird power trip because like stickers are so insignificant. Totally. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's just well, like okay, give me all something. Right, I'll pay the amount, but I want the more. Yeah, I and I want more. more. I just want more. I just want you, you to tell me that I'm better than everyone else who buys yeah. stuff off you. I'm special. <laughs> That's what he wants. Yeah, totally. He just wants you to give him a little kiss on the forehead and tell him that he's, you know. His other argument was that he owns other originals, so he's like a loyal customer. Oh, he's, my God. You know God. this means I'm going to own like five of your originals. I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't care whether yeah. it's you or someone else. It doesn't make any difference to me and the product that I'm selling. Totally. And that I put the work into anyway. Is that anyway. most is that most of the is that is that the business model for being a what would you say if you're not an artist, would you call yourself an artist? When yeah. you introduce yourself, you're like, hey, I'm an artist. Yeah. Yeah. If and is that I can be fucked. If not, I just tell them that I'm studying accounting and they leave me alone. That's because so interesting, man. Well, because it opens a conversation and sometimes I'm sure you get it all the time. Like yeah. sometimes you just cannot be fucked when they're like, what kind of art do you do? And then yeah. unsol unsolicited and condescending advice. Like they're like, you know, I had this great idea. Do you want to see this picture of a dinosaur I drew in year 10? Like Yeah, yeah. They're like, it's fucking sick. Or they're like, my mate's an artist. And then they show you their mate's art that is like not even close to anything that you're doing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, like, good. Yeah, totally. Or, like, I don't know if you get it a lot in comedy, but, like, when they ask what kind of comedy. Yes, or what kind yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, comedy, yeah, yeah. I don't know how. And sometimes the unfair thing is for everyone else and not me is that sometimes I love that. Like, sometimes uh -huh. I'm, like, so keen to have the conversation. Oh, totally. And sometimes I just cannot be fucked and it depends on how low my self-esteem is as an artist that day right because you want <laughs> someone to maybe validate you on some level yeah. to be like whoa like, you're an artist and they're like so like you got any big things coming up and yeah like, yeah yeah no I get, it's it's that's nice though right if they're asking the question that means they're engaged on some level and like exactly you know that that's cool i appreciate that you're an artist i don't know what to add or say yeah. but i want to say something yeah and that <laughs> makes me like a witch that sometimes i'm just like 
nothing. I don't, I'm studying business. Yeah, yeah. The other day, because I do removals in the day and I work with uh, a mate of mine, Luca Muller. I don't know if you know him. He's a comic yeah. as well. And um, we worked together the other day and our customer, I, I love, I man, I'm such a fucking <laughs> Uh, I just love talking about myself. My com, I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm a comedian, actually. It's so um for a comedian. I fucking love it so much. But Luca doesn't, and he will give me shit sometimes because he knows I fucking. It's like the first three things out of my mouth is I'm yeah, a comedian. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I've done some big things. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually really important <laughs> and funny and cool, and you should like me. Yeah. Um, but a we had a think I'm pretty funny. <laughs> we had a customer and we, you know, worked for them all day and they were really cool. And towards the end, they were kind of they were inquiring. It was I can't remember, I think it was a lady, I think it was like a middle-aged lady, and she was like inquiring about us and what we Oh no, that's right. It was a guy and he was a musician. That's right. And he was like 60. And he'd done music, he'd been a musician forever. And we did this move for him. And just at the end, he was like, what do you guys do? Like you study and or what? And I felt Luca go to be like, oh, yeah, fucking bit of this, bit of that. And I was like, no. And I was like, oh, he's being modest. Me and him were both comedians. He doesn't like to talk about it. And then we got in the <laughs> And it was a nice conversation because the guy's a musician. So he gets yeah, it. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah. Gets, I mean, I guess it's because in those fields, there's always like a sense of shame when you're talking to someone with a normal job yeah because they're gonna be like oh i haven't seen you on tv yeah yeah sometimes it makes you sound like and especially in melbourne because like everyone's a fucking artist Uh artist musician comedian yeah 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 yeah. then sometimes it's just like so you're unemployed yeah totally yeah 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 Yeah, man that's cool i make bongs in my spare time as well yeah and they're just like yeah yeah um good for you but then other times they're like, that's so cool. It's yeah. like someone that doesn't have a creative outlet, they're just like yeah. super excited to like have that conversation. What's the thing that they, like for me, it's have you been on TV? What's the thing that they throw at you? Oh, man. I guess it's just like what big, oh, no, have you had an exhibition? Yeah, right. And it's like, yeah, bro. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, or like I guess. I think it always is like, have you had an exhibition? Which is a funny one to me because to have an exhibition um, is not, sure, it's a lot of work, but it's not like, it's not an esteemed thing to do. Like you literally rent a gallery and you just Yeah, and then you put your stuff on the walls. Yeah, like you don't really need anyone high up to tell you you're allowed or good enough to have an exhibition. Yes. You just do it. Like you just take the initiative. But people not in the arts probably don't really know that. Yeah. I guess maybe their idea of having an exhibition is like being represented by some big gallery and like right. having like, yeah, proper representation. Yeah, like, and that it's in the paper and whatever. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. That's, out. that's such a, um like for comedy, it's definitely being in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I completely understand that because when I tell people I do the Melbourne Comedy Festival, if I want to impress a fucking idiot, I'll say, yeah. oh, yeah, man, I've been doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival for like four years. And they're like, whoa. And I leave out the bit where I'm like, you know, they let any Heavy. maniac into the fifth. You've got 500 <laughs> bucks, you're in. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do the exact same thing. I'm like, yeah, I had a show last yeah. week. <laughs> no biggie. Yeah. I do it all well, the time. I another show, like, you know. And they're just <laughs> Little like, do oh, they know that you lost like three grand on the show. I was telling you. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like, yeah, I was out of pocket for framing, but like, <laughs> hey, that's showbiz. <laughs> Razzle dazzle. <laughs> yeah, I was like talking to this girl in Berlin and she was like, I was telling her about my last show and then she was like, did you like sell anything? She was like mm. American and I was like, yeah, I sold a few drawings and she was just like, whoa, dude, you had an exhibition and you sold a few drawings. That's <gasps> it. And I was like, yeah, for like $90 each. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she was like so impressed like that I. <laughs> I get and that because sometimes people, I, that's that's an interesting thing about like maybe self-worth or something because sometimes people get really excited when I tell them I New Melbourne Comedy Festival show and then I go if I respect them I'm yeah. like nah man like that's actually you know any fucking idiot can do it's that It's a fallacy. But I don't know whether that's true like is it maybe I should be more proud of myself you, you know maybe be proud of yourself that's yeah. like Yeah is that like a thing that we do where we're like nah don't worry man I'm a piece of shit fuck me I I suck Definitely. you know it's just like imposter uh yeah i guess it's kind of a bit of imposter syndrome just being like it's not a big deal like but it is a big deal. yeah but it is a big it's deal a to sell a drawing for 90 bucks it's a big deal yeah it's scary too I yeah imagine. Oh, what's what's the what's the what's something that you've done as an artist that you've been proud how many exhibitions have you done i don't know anything about the trajectory of an artist um i've probably done like I mean, it, in saying this, a lot of them early on were just in bars. Yeah. Where you just, like, hang your work on the wall. Yeah, totally. I, but I think I've had three, like, gallery exhibitions now. What like, does that go? Because I remember you said you had an art teacher in high school that was like, you're, like, what's the thing? So you start out, you're in high school, your art teacher goes, hey, man, maybe we could have an exhibition or whatever. Like, what's the step from, like, I'm a kid drawing in an art class to, like, you moved to uh, Melbourne to be an artist. Moved to Melbourne and then kind of like I went to like TAFE to study visual art and yeah. we kind of had to do heaps of like, but it was like an assignment, you know, like we have an exhibition but that's just an assignment. So it's almost like a mock exhibition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think eventually there was like like Kent Street on Smith Street. You know that oh, one? I think I know that one. They always were exhibiting. So like I had an exhibition there. And then I just had a bunch, like, of group shows, like, with other artists, which is, like, a great way to kind of make friends and not that much pressure. Sure. Probably equivalent to doing, like, a when you Like do an like, open mic or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, a gig with, like, other comedians. You don't have to, like, Oh, like a split show. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't yeah, have to, yeah. like, fill out, like, an hour. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the group group exhibitions, right? And you have like one or two pieces. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about drawing the entire crowd. Yeah, like there's like a million other people there and all their friends, and they're probably just fans of art generally. Yeah, rather than you. But like, I've done some really funny ones. Like, I did one in like an old abandoned food court. Sick. I did one in a laundromat. Like, man, I didn't like heaps in bars and like cafes and just stuff like that. And then I think my first solo one was like 2018 at the end uh-huh. of 2018, which was heaps of fun. And like it did really well. Like that was good. And then after that, I can't, can't remember. Dude, that kind of sounds like doing things in a laundromat or whatever. Like that almost, I'm so surprised at how similar this sounds to doing open mic comedy. <laughs> yeah, you know? it is. Yeah, yeah. Just like starting at the bottom. <laughs> what does it feel <laughs> like? Is there, is there like a feeling of bombing? uh no because you at that one like I had the support of the other 
artist. Yeah. Is there ever like, you know, like as a, okay, so like if I'm a comedian, I bomb when I don't get any laughs, that's the failure. Is there an equivalent in art? Uh, yeah, I think the equivalent would be if you had a show and not that many people came. Has that happened to you? Have you had that? Have you had that experience? No, all my shows have done quite well. Oh, garbage! <laughs> um, my solo shows have been alright, but I think that's just really down to people are supportive, and it's different to comedy, I assume, because as an artist, you don't do it that often. Yeah, so yeah, true. People come, whereas as a comedian, I feel like you guys are just like out, just gigging like most nights of the week. So it's yeah. not your friends and stuff are going to come and support you all the time. But maybe that's, um, maybe that's, I mean, like I've, when I feel like I've done shows that people don't come, I still met, like I've been to Edinburgh and had, you know, like two or three people in a room at a show. Yeah. For an, but like maybe the uh, equivalent for me doing open mics is for you, like putting posts on Instagram, you know? Yeah, and, true. Just testing it out. And then I guess like you get a vibe based on whether people are liking your stuff that you're like, well, I reckon if I, you know, you get a vibe for like other artists are talking about you and you're like, if I put on an exhibition, people will probably come to this, you know, yeah, I reckon there's definitely. enough people that have kind of expressed interest in my posts in that. and done all of that kind of shit. Although it's quite hard to gauge with in- Instagram. It's not a very good gauge of of that for me at least because my account is shadow banned. Oh, really? So, yeah. So you kind of can't find my Instagram unless you type in my whole name. Like I don't pop up for people. Really? So the algorithm f- fucks up some posts. Yeah. So I can't really gauge it properly with that. Um, I feel like I came to, I feel like I people. saw your stuff. Maybe I saw your stuff get shared by people on stories. Also, though, it hasn't been shadow banned for that long. I think right. that was, like last year at some point. Damn. So that's kind of maybe most people that would be the case. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I so that, to... I don't go off it anymore. Yeah. Okay. I wanted I to talk about your stuff. I, I was saying the other day about how I feel like you're like it's all like it's like naked women's bodies yeah. and like chicks kissing, women like masturbating. Gay, gay, gay. gay. <laughs> You're a really gay artist, you know? Yes. No, it's like it's really um, – I think I said this to the other day, but it's like very uh, vulnerable and like a revealing thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't you don't feel weird about that like with your family or anything like that? I guess um, it's just something that kind of feels I, natural. I think like the reality is I've been making really fucked up artwork since I was like – a kid basically mm-hmm. so I think that there was never like suddenly a reveal right there wasn't suddenly like a moment where I decided to start making work like that and that it was like a big shock for everyone okay you were always like this little girl with her head spinning around on her shoulders and I was just like yeah she's pretty cool <laughs> kind of like a <laughs> demented kid demented yeah. teenager like it all started like making really fucked up comics in high school yeah for my friends and I think that was just like it what was like they? Pardon? What were they? What kind of comics? Uh, we would like make fun of our teachers a lot and then uh-huh. like and a lot of it looking back and I can say it now was pretty pro- pretty problematic. Oh, <laughs> what did you do? Yes. No, I no, love it. We just used to like make them it's like when kids play Barbie and they make them have sex like we'd make like two teachers we hate like have this like sordid sexual like demented affair <laughs> and I ended up kind of being the scribe like the visual scribe for those stories that we would make up in class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And like, I loved it because I got validation and attention uh-huh. from my mates for like doing the cool drawings. Yeah. And they were like hideous. Anyway, it's always been fucked. So, so you've yeah. just got like two teachers who you hate. You're like drawing them, Make them fucking kid. and like yeah. sucking dicks and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Um, and then like I had this other teacher who I actually really liked. Like he was a nice guy, but he was just such a, a weak character. <laughs> and I made this like I spent like years kind of making this like 40-page comic on him. And I saw him because I'm back at my parents' house, the same sub I went to high school with. Yeah, yeah. And it's about him kind of transforming into this like magical bird character. Sure. And that's how he finds his strength. Oh, that's really nice. Superhero-y, yeah. But um, I saw him drive past in his, like, broken-down ute the other day and I felt so bad. I was And like, he's still a loser. He's, he's still a loser. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I was like, he's, he was such a good guy. Like, I would spend the, the whole lesson, it was legal studies, in the back of the class making mean comics about him, hysterically giggling with my best yeah. friend. And then the day before the exams, I'd, like, run up to him and be like, um, uh, I don't know what we're doing. Uh, can we, <laughs> and he would sit there for like an hour, like taking me through it. So oh my God. It's just like, anyway, I was a terror. Yeah. That's fucking sick. That's fuck. That's really nice though. It you is. were like rooting for this guy. Like that doesn't sound like it was mean spirited. Uh, no, just that sounds like it was kind of uplifting. You were like, wish you were like, you know, come on, brother, I was trying to help him find his power. Yeah, I want you to be a bird. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think that sometimes I have like freak outs. Like, sometimes I'm like, what what have I done? Like, I've mm-hmm. just like, l- like laid myself out bare, and that freaks me out. So I just avoid thinking about it altogether. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, like people are like, what do your parents think? Like, yeah. what do your brothers think? And they're so used to it, they don't give a shit. Yeah, sure. So, but you still do get that feeling of, like, I mean, I talk about my mum. Fuck, I used to, uh, I still, my opening joke is like, um, uh, my mum got, I'm half Colombian because my mum got knocked up in South America when she was 22, came home and found out she was pregnant. Anyone else, cocaine babies, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, People say the same shit. Like, what does your mom think? And I'm like, I oh, don't man. She fucking did. Shut up. Like, I reckon she she's not allowed to think anything because she knows that I'm doing it anyway. Has so, she what's she gonna do? It with you? Has she? Ever uh, no, I've 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 brought that up. I even had a joke once about her. I did a bunch of these jokes at this gig at, at a brewery in London and she was backstage and I pointed her out to the audience. I was like, ladies and gentlemen, my mom, Ann Gibbons, and she was like real drunk, red face, just like, hello, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's how we – we've never really – like, You just don't you, discuss it. Yeah, do you – is that the same for you? Yeah, no, like we you just – You guys don't really discuss it? I mean, we all like – like my whole family like follows me on Instagram, so it's yeah, secret. Oh, there has been issue. I have had words spoken to me about my grandparents, right? From them, from mum and dad. Like, oh right, dad. like that they, uh, the same, same here. Mom yeah, and dad the, oh, they're not sure. My grandma doesn't like it at all. Like she's kind of vocal about that. Yeah, um, and I think like my like sister-in-law's parents don't like it like shit yeah. like that but like i don't care yeah what do you what do you I care mean, that's been the pro of living in another um state like my entire adult life i just don't even see these people <laughs> yeah, but 
Um, yeah, my mum asked me not to put it on Facebook because my grandparents have me on Facebook. Oh, my God. So I kind of, I, I kind of only put them safe work Yeah, on and you're like, Mum, that's like half my market. You yeah, fuck. Yeah, like, exactly. You want me to be successful? This is my business tool. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't un- understand my business. Yeah. Is your, no, family, no. is your family like that? Are they like open about most like that sounds like a weird contradictory you know open in terms of they know about it but not open in terms of they don't want to talk to you about it but you both just acknowledge that it's there and it exists well I guess it's kind of like mum's always like that's a great drawing is that you and I'm like yeah and it's like me jacking off yeah yeah (laughs) but then like dad and I don't really like go into the details of any of it yeah right that's just too awkward although he doesn't have Instagram. Okay, so maybe he doesn't know so much. Well, he did come to my exhibition. Actually, Redown was laughing about it the other day. She was like, my favourite oh. thing is that, like, when I came to your show and, like, your parents were there and I was talking to them about it and they were like, we're just so proud. <laughs> and there was, and she said, I just looked around and there was just, like, a hundred drawings of, like, your own <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Sometimes I kind of have to laugh about how, how classic it is it's like the boomer parents the millennial waster who's just uh-huh. like making horny art yeah like, yeah 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 it's just how i express myself and they're like standing there in this you know like prideful position <laughs> next to like a drawing of just you using a vibrator yeah and it's like in like some melbourne dingy warehouse yeah 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 <laughs> like Fuck. Being like come to, it's so it's just so cutting edge. <laughs> like it's so embarrassing in that sense. Yeah, it's yeah. Really cliche. Like if you wanted to write like a character that's just like a wanky like millennial artist, like here's your. You guy. reckon you're that character? You are the wanky millennial. I don't want to be. I mean, it's pretty funny with my brothers because they're all plumbers. God. And it's just like such a deviation from what they all talk about and what they do and how much money they make. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's so – the dude that I just went to lunch with was just saying the same thing, that, like, his, his, uh, his like, sister, uh, like, earns a bunch of money and has, like, a husband and his uh, brother, like, was a drug dealer but now is on the straight and narrow and has, like, some fucking company making springs for trucks or some bullshit. And it's just like, what is it about that one person – you know, yeah, that's going to yeah. drive you into like this fucking gypsy life of just, you know, drawing pussies or telling fucking jokes in pubs. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like what does your brother do? My brother, well, it's kind of my brother's, um, uh, he's like in animation. He's kind of in showbiz. Would we call this showbiz? <laughs> Are we in showbiz? <laughs> hey, that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know he's so kind, he of, is kind of so he's creative yeah he's creative he went he'd study animation he uh i think for a bit of cash films um like shitty sports like yeah. uh shitty sports like softball ice hockey you know sports yeah. the losers play yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, um, and then, uh, but like yeah he worked <laughs> on like the dora the explorer movie for some studio in adelaide he yeah. like that's his career yeah. Um, but he is a much more sensible kind of cunt to me. Yeah. He, um, um, yeah. Why do you Why do you reckon you do this thing? What are you trying to do? Well, uh, uh, 
I mean, like, that's what I, I've, I've been thinking about, like, because it's the pandemic, right? And I'm like, yeah. I can't do stand-up. So what do I get out of stand-up and how can I get that somewhere else? And then I'm just, it just leads me on to, like, why do I even do why this? Why do you do it? Why totally. do I have to do it, you know? Yeah. I think for me it's, like, I feel like I've always felt like life is, like, incredibly pointless and mm-hmm. futile mm-hmm. and um, it's like the only thing that just like gives me any sort of meaning or fulfillment. Not the only thing, but the main thing. I think it's also like where I draw a lot of my self-esteem from is like if I feel shit, it's like if I can just like make like a cool drawing today that I feel good about and that like I've done my best at. Yeah. And that's better than the last one. Yeah. Then that's, that's like gonna, that. it's going to give me something. Yeah. It's kind of like. I don't know. I think about this a lot too because sometimes I have these crises where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, Uh should I just go and like try and work in like a a normal job, like get in in a normal field? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, at the end of my life, like am I going to regret that I like dedicated everything to just like. Yeah. And do you think you could? Do you think you could get a normal job? No, that's the thing. Like you get fired. I've tried. Yeah. I've tried (laughs) so hard. I've never, I never ever last like working a normal job. No, it's insane. I don't know how people do it. How do they go to the job every day and do something that they don't care about? And it's like, it's not easy to stare at a computer all day. No, it's fucked up. Like I, I really admire people that can do it, like work full time. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, like, at best. (laughs) Listen to what you just said. I really admire people who can have a job. (laughs) I just think it's really brave. You know, like, what people say. I don't know if they say it about art, but about stand-up. People are like, it's so brave. You're so brave. I'm like, I don't know, mate. You fucking get the train to work every day. That's pretty brave. Yeah, yeah. It's like, get up. And you are at a destination. Yeah, you put your muesli day. in a Tupperware container if and you, you take it to this fucking office. Yeah, I'm like, wait, so let, so you're telling me you do meal prep on a <laughs> Sunday night for the week. That is fucking great. And I mean it. It's like one of my friends who works like full-time in a high-up role in fashion was like, you know, yeah, she was kind of like, I admire you and your discipline and like how much dedication you've given to this over the years. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's so funny. Like discipline. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucked to do anything. Else. Totally. Yeah. Like, it's just like when I have a list of shit that I need to do in my life, mm-hmm. I'll throw all of that out the window to write jokes for my gig tonight. Yeah. Totally. You know, that's what I, I want to do. Yeah. I do the same thing. Like I'll be like, I'll have so many kind of like chores or admin things to do. And a, but I never, ever see it as a waste of time to, like, sit down and do a drawing. No, never. Like, I'm always like, this is more important. I feel like yes. in the long run that shit always feels more important to me. Yes. I, I think I've been thinking about this a lot as well, how, like, I guess success, whatever that means to you, is not about some big moment or some big opportunity, but it's about all the tiny little steps that you put in, like, yeah. day by day. Yeah over a long period of time to do what you want to do. And it's just enjoying the thing for what it is right yeah, now, yeah. you know? Like what the exactly. fuck are you like trying to get to that if you're trying to get somewhere, you're already lost, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. Fun. Dude, I had this moment years ago. I don't know if you know Nick Cody. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in Edinburgh. I was living in London. I'd been there for like a couple of years and I 
knew Nick Cody from Melbourne, but like didn't know him very well. Like I'd kind of had, you know, a couple conversations with him, but he was a guy that I really looked up to. Yeah. And I saw him at the fringe sitting there with, you know, like that fucking aura around him. It's like, he's, a, he's in Edinburgh. He's, you know, having great shows. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think he was even there. He was there with a, a lady and I reckon it was before he met his partner. So like, he's in my mind, he's there he with was, like some hot chick, he was you know, in the bar, just like, yeah, yeah what's up? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm this fucking loser. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, hello, Nick Cody. <laughs> you know, and I went up to him, and I just—I think I just vomited. Like, oh, I'm living in London, and you know, it's so cool to see you here because, like, I've been doing these gigs, and I'm doing this, and I'm in Edinburgh, yeah, and I'm just yeah, doing yeah. spots. And he sat there and let me just, you know, everything just wash over him yeah. until I finally ran myself out. And then he just went. He smiled and he was like, "That's cool, man. Are you having fun?" And it was just—it made me just go like. Oh, I gotta go. That's the point, you know. Yeah, like here yeah. I am talking about all these fucking gigs that I'm doing, trying to impress Nick Cody, yeah, or whoever yeah, the yeah. fuck that is. You know, to, like kind of trying to like sell yourself. I mean, that's a really depressing kind of place to be. Not you talking to Nick Cody, mm. but in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right to be in like. General. When you sit there and you end up being like, yeah, and I'm doing this big thing and I yes. did this other thing last year. It's like, who gives a shit? Yeah, who cares? Like, I mean, some people do, but it's like that's not the whole point of that's it. That's not why because those people, you know, are going to go home and then you're sitting there in your room by yourself and their approval is gone and yeah. all that you have is the work and you yeah, fucking yeah. weren't even focusing on the work and it's not any good because you were focusing about the fucking show that you wanted to get on or whatever bullshit. Totally. The work that's is the only thing that is there forever. It never goes away. That's actually another theme that I've been thinking a lot about lately is like when people like try to network and mm -hmm. how fucked up it is. Yeah. Like, someone's talking to you and you can tell they're like, so what, any projects coming up soon? And you're like, uh, like I, you know, when there's just like a yeah, yeah, there's just an air of like, I do. Are you doing something that I should be interested in? Yeah, and like, yeah. can I get in on it? Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or like that feeling when you're talking to someone and they're just kind of constantly looking over your shoulder for who shoulder surfing. Know. We call that shoulder yeah. surfing. Yes, it's the <laughs> most fucked up thing. Like they're constantly looking for someone a bit more important than you. Totally. But you'll do for now because they'd rather talk to you. Then be completely alone. Yes, then not talk to anyone. And then when the important person sees me, I'm by myself. Yeah, yeah. But, they, yeah. They're, but they're also the funny thing. The thing I do love about it is watching them try to try to hold a conversation with you, but they're too focused on how they look to everyone. Except yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A conversation with everyone but you. Yes. But talking to you. And you're That's like, so interesting, isn't it? It's performative. It's like yeah, a performative just, conversation for everyone. And they're kind of disappearing. Like their eyes are kind of just like not oh. there, but they're like nodding and you're like, I hate you. Oh, that's <laughs> <Okay>. so brutal. <laughs> it is brutal. It's fucked up. I, uh, it's so funny that you say, have you got any projects as being the kind of question that someone would ask? Like when I ask someone, do you have any projects in that kind of vague way? That's just because I can't remember who it is that I'm talking to and what they do. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm like, this person could be a comedian or they could be from that bar I worked at. So I'm just yeah. like, you got any projects? It's what do actually, you do again? Yeah, yeah, just like. Just like desperately waiting for some sort of hint for you. To like yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember being like, oh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then every now and then someone (laughs) is such a good person that they'll realize that I don't know who they are and they'll be like, oh, well, you know, like back when we used to work at the the, 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 and I'm like, oh, thank you. (laughs) It's actually funny as well because my project, like everything I do is like a self-imposed project. Mm -hmm. So it's like someone could ask me like, Oh mate, I've got a thousand fucking projects going. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. even know about the projects. Yeah, yeah. Some of the projects aren't like no one will ever know about yeah, these yeah, projects, yeah. but I need them to be projects or else yeah. I won't be able to get up out of bed in the morning. Went you to Kmart today. That was a project. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm like, I've realized recently I can't um, like that. I, I if I can't just watch something or do something and just just to do it. I need yeah. it to be like part of a project. Okay. So like, you know, even this, like talking to you, you know, I want yeah, to talk yeah, to you. Yeah. I feel like we would have a good conversation, but I'm like, I'm not just going to be like, hey, do you want to have a chat? Like that's fucking weird. So <laughs> let me do it for my podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God, that's such a like performer mentality too. Yeah. Because like, well, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to think I'm fucking weird that I just want to talk. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Or like the other one is I watched Rocky the other day. I've never seen Rocky before, right? And yeah. now I'm like trying to do episodes of my podcast where I, you know, talk about a thing to distract me from like just talking about how shit my life is right now. Totally. So I'm like, maybe yeah. I'll watch all of the Rocky films and then I'll do a podcast episode on Rocky. Yeah. And I think if I wasn't doing that, there's no way that I'm sitting down and watching all the Rocky films. But yeah, if it's like true. research for a project, yeah, yeah. man. It's there's an end. There's like going to be some sort of satisfaction at the end, like some yeah. gratification that's like I did the thing. Yeah, and then and then people listen to it and they said that I'm a good boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> people thought what I had to say was important. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than just like I watched a nice thing and it was good. Yeah, and I took yeah. that experience with myself. I guess that's like the nature of being a comedian as well. It's like sharing like needing and wanting to share your perspective and your experience with the world i feel like maybe attention hall this is (laughs) i mean yes (laughs) but maybe this is a thought that i just had now but like so the money the 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 financial thing for a comedian is sell tickets that's the money that i get and the thing for you as an artist is you sell prints you sell the stuff that you make and that's the money that you get but everything else i get is kind of an ad for that like if i do a podcast or if i put out a video or whatever that's just a way to get people to remember who i am so then they'll come and pay for the thing that i actually want to do totally i think it's always a weird balance hey like sometimes it's like you've just got to like do shit for free yeah in the hopes that it's kind of like what's it like yeah, it's kind of like all the shit that you do just as like weird promo shit. That you're yeah. Like, it's yeah. not going to pay. But then but then I also hate buying into the whole thing of getting paid in exposure. Yeah, like, no, that's a fucking nightmare. That's just someone trying to rip you off. Yeah, sure. but then sometimes you do do shit for the sake of exposure and you're like probably not going to rake in a whole lot of money from it, but like who knows where it will lead. I don't know. I feel like in that situation it's a, a calculation of like do I want to do this? Or am I just doing it for the exposure? And what's the balance of like, am I going to enjoy this if I'm going to enjoy it and get something out of it? The other big, yeah. And the other big question about exposure is does the person offering the exposure even have 
Like, yeah, yeah. The person offering exposure is going to benefit off you as a creative more than you are off them as a parasite. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, as a parasite, which is their role. Let's not like mince words about have, it. You're the one that's put in years of work. You're the one that's built an audience. Yeah. You're the one that has like kind of like more of a thing than they do. And they're like, no, oh, but like it'll, people will see it. Oh, man. Like, I, I, even- I get so, I don't know if you have this like feeling. I get so angry. I think I'm quite an angry person inside myself at times. <laughs> and I get so angry at like, I mean, you look at a festival, right? All these people come, comedians, and then there's like agents, managers, the Mm -hmm. venue, the people who work at the festival, promo staff, marketers, fucking whatever, and they all get salaries guaranteed by whoever the fuck they work for, and at the end of the day, if you don't sell the tickets, the the fucking artist is the one out of pocket. Out of pocket. Because they're the fucking parasites, but they're like, well, uh, I'm not going to work for free. It's like, well, you're making me work for free, you fucking cunt. That's it. Like, I, yeah, it definitely happens in art all the time where it's it happens a lot. Like, oh, I probably shouldn't say this, but I find it really <laughs> frustrating. People that have Say it. No, curators yeah. are often doing shit where they're like, having group shows, they're doing call-ups, they're inviting you to be part of their group show mm-hmm. and then they want you to pay them to totally. be part of their group show and you're like, I don't give a fuck about your shitty group show. Yeah, yeah. Um, why would I pay you? And then they're like, they do shit like you need to pay a submission fee, then they want to take 40% commission right. if you sell yeah. the work. And their yeah. name is the one on the fucking banner. It's yeah, their, yeah. You know, it's- they get all the exposure actually. Yeah, and it's just like you're a remora fish. Like you're Ooh, like a parasite. A yeah. remora fish. What's that? It's like the fish that like lives on the shark and just like feeds <laughs> on the shark. It's so like, you're a shark in this yes. scenario. You, Aurora Campbell, are a shark <laughs> and they're a fucking little parasite fish just sucking onto the, your flank. It happens all the time. Like I always get emails. Like another one is like, like all these kind of like art fairs where they're like hassling you to like, participate and it's basically like a glorified market stall yes where they get a big warehouse and they get a bunch of articles in a cubicle yeah and where they display the art the fees for those things are about 3k for like the week for the artist were you maybe this is how i found you were you in can't do next weekend or whatever the fuck that can't was called tomorrow, yeah. can't do tomorrow you were in that yes how was that? I mean, I'm that maybe was good. That, that was, was good. They were good to the artists. Like, that, that felt like that was one of those things. But I, as a punter, and I am a punter when it comes to like that was the coolest thing. I was like, oh fuck yeah, man! I get to find out about all these people and yeah, feel no, that cultured. Was, that was different. That was really fun because it was like, it was. I think it was maybe marketed at a younger audience than these right. art fairs. I'm talking about these art fairs are really stuffy. Yeah. Okay. Like, they're just kind of like. Like, I I just think the fees are too high. But, no, Can't Do Tomorrow treated the artists, like, super well. That's good because that's how it was marketed as well. Yeah, they marketed super well. We all had heaps of fun. Like, everyone, like, made heaps of friends. Like That's cool. Like, that was, like, a good time. Yeah, yeah. Although I do struggle with, like, the stalls and, like, being in a space like that with my work, sitting your own work yeah. is, like, super uncomfortable for me. I think that's because my work's quite vulnerable and um i don't want to fucking sit there and have to like have a 
be the right. thing. I'm ashamed of that. I don't want to you be You don't want to have to sell it. Thing. You're basically a salesman yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like I don't really want to have to sell my work. Like I don't want to pressure someone to yes. buy my work. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If they really like it, then yeah, like they should Yeah, buy it. sure. I, I'm not going to like demean myself and be like, please <laughs> i hate the power i hate the power game of someone trying to get you to sell yourself to them too. sure totally it happens a lot and it's always from men yeah <laughs> that are just like well man i was about to say i like when an artist will sell themselves to me and now i feel bad <laughs> well, I mean, look, some artists are really good at it too like i've got friends that are like natural born salespeople. yeah and like they've got the hustle inside them and they're just like they're waiting to, you know, they're good at it. I don't uh-huh. like it. Yeah. Um, so it's personal. Like some, it's kind of like the guy. That yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It's just a thing that you don't like. Um, I'm just too kind of shy for it. And yeah, right. It's a bit too degrading for me because I think my work is just something that I put everything into, and to have mm-hmm. to like sell it and beg someone to take it, I don't want to do that. It's like I already gave you everything, and now you're asking for yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, and now and you, you want, want me more. to like sit there and like convince you that like I'm worthy or something. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, that's probably like a personal thing. Yeah, sure. I don't know, maybe it's like the guy that tried to heckle me today was like, maybe some artists would love that shit. You know? Yeah. Right. Would they? What would it, what would anyone love about that? That the guy is trying to engage them. It's kind of like when people. It's kind of like you ever been traveling with a bogan and like you go to like Bali or something and they're like, no, nah, they love to heckle, mate. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This isn't a fucking marketplace. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, I mean, at that point, it's they just don't know who you are or they don't really know. I mean, know. when you say, "What would they love about heckling?" I don't see the difference between heckling and uh, and trying to get an artist to sell their work to you. Right. Like, I see the difference, but I see it as the same. Either way, it's the same thing, yeah. It's the same thing of like, having to work like really hard for this uh-huh. sale that's just like, take it or don't, dude, I don't care. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Fucking time. <laughs> I mean, I feel like what I want, what I want out of art when I see it is I want the story and half the time I'm actually more interested in like the words next to it. Like when I go to galleries, I'm way more interested in reading the thing on the side and then I look back at the work and I'm like, now I can really – the my favourite thing I think that I've ever seen, I wrote a bit about it, was fucking Goya in the Prado Museum in Madrid. Did I tell you? I think I maybe I told you the story. Yeah. And he painted his brother-in-law and they hated each other. Yeah. And if I had just seen that – picture by itself i'm like oh it's a guy but now i know the story i'm like oh they hate each other that's fucking you know now i know the guy important actually that's actually good to hear because i feel like i'm way too standoffish with my explanations of my work like yeah but people really love that shit like however i also really like that people can kind of um I think that people project onto artwork a lot and I kind of think that's cool. Like the amount of times people explain to me what my artwork is and it's not, it's absolutely not what it is to me. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, that's cool. Like that's where your head goes. Yeah. That's yeah. What it does for you. And that's the world that it's taken you into. I kind of like that too. Yeah. Totally. You know, like, it's, not, it's not really about me like completely. It's also like the, the viewer's experience and like, mm what it does for them what is it if this is can i ask what is it to you what is it about oh god 
Ooh, I don't like, know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's a weird co- Well, like I, I actually was thinking about this because I was thinking about the vulnerability and the images that you have mm. and what made me, I guess, understand how creating something like that can be vulnerable was I remembered taking acid years ago with a friend who I like had a bit of a friend. I just, I had, I had no boundaries at this point in my life. And I was like, oh, I'm friends with this girl. So I must have a crush on her. Right. So I had, I couldn't separate like, you know, sex from friendship. And I remember we took acid together and she handed me a camera and I uh, was pointing the camera around and I went, I pointed at her and I realized without even realizing that I was doing it, I zoomed in on her lips. <laughs> which is just like, like oh you you want to kiss this girl right and it, and because i was on acid in that vulnerable state i was like if i take this picture right now and it comes out she like you can absolutely tell what i'm thinking by taking that picture yeah, and that was yeah, the first yeah. time that i realized you know how vulnerable it is to not just be in front but to be the one pointing the lens or choosing totally. the subject of the thing that you draw you know true i guess it's like um well, firstly, I just, I, I think it's just a really, uh, it's how I kind of feel alive. Like it's, you know, it's kind of just, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to answer. What's so? I what, don't what? know because it's so ingrained now. It's just what yeah. I've always done and what I reckon I'll always do. And I think like losing the filter, although I do make work sometimes and it is too raw for me to publish. Really? Yeah. Like I have a bunch of shit that's like, too personal that I don't wow. put out there because it's like I I don't know I guess maybe like my ego is still there and I'm still like like I don't know protecting something that's crazy man I mean I don't know what it is and far be it from me to tell you what to do but here I go surely that is like the shit that you should put out there right if the thing is like that you're scared of yeah you know I- yeah, definitely. But like, like run towards that feeling, but maybe not. I mean, I don't know. I know, I know. Right. Like you're right. But the other thing is like I'm still like a human. Like with yeah, shame, yeah. With shame and an ego and like there's still just so many levels of like insecurity that's like, no, no, like no one can see this. Like this Yeah. Really Have you shown yeah. that stuff to anyone? Yeah, like my like. Like close friends and stuff. Lives, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's yeah, amazing, just, man. Like, oh, I'm not putting that on the internet. Like that's yeah. too much. Right. Too yeah. much of yourself. Yeah. The um the other thing, the uh Goya was he had those I lo- the stories around this guy, man. He had those dark paintings, like the black paintings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they found them uh he painted them in his house on the walls. And they found them after he died. And I read a little bit about them that they're like, I can't remember what words they use, but they're like the closest thing that exists in all of like um, like modern art, basically, of an artist um, doing something completely for himself, not for public consumption at all, and then that coming out as public. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like the fucking guy eating his son, all that kind of stuff. I think actually it's, yeah, like, that's really cool and I think actually it's super important as an artist to have shit. I mean, when you take away an audience, you can really tap into some really like true shit, you know. Yeah. Um because you can and especially with like Instagram and social media, you and like I'm sure like in comedy, you can find yourself a bit of a slave to your audience. 
Yeah. You know, I like, mean, no, that, I'd be, I need to have an audience first. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> that can be kind of like hampering um, <laughs> if you're thinking about like people's consumption of your work. I think it's really like special to take that away just for your own sake. And yeah, it's okay. kind of like I say this to a lot of people that, you know, are interested in drawing. I always carry around an A5 sketchbook and I just make a lot of shit in it. Like I draw it. I just keep the pen moving. Yeah. I draw everything and anything when I go out in public. And like most of it is like absolute shit. Some of it's okay and sometimes it's really cool. Yeah. But most people are scared to put pen to paper unless they think it's going to end up as a really good finished product. Sure. And that's like a really sad trap because you're never going to get to the really good finished products if you don't wade through all the shit first. Yeah, of course. you got to do the bad stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. right. Like just for me, it's like it's sitting like, in front of a notebook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, like yeah. I imagine like doing open mics where you're like testing out <clears throat> new – material that you don't know how it's going to land yet like yeah, that, well, for me it's probably more sitting in front of the notebook when i don't have anything to write but just sitting there and being mm. there and being like i am writing even if i'm not putting the pen to page right now i'm trying to think of stuff yeah rather than just, only writing when i have an idea when you feel the inspiration it. right you've just got to put in the time i guess like yeah, yeah i think but yeah a lot of people are kind of scared to do that i think a lot of people are scared at like not being the best at something yeah 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 true too actually i always think about is it is it kind of like are people talented or are they just dedicated yeah well i feel like you need a bit of talent or inspiration or something right you at least need something in your head telling you you're good enough to prevail actually yeah half the time i think it's not the talent it's just the the desire to do it like there's plenty of people who start doing stand-up and they're so funny and then they stop or whatever but the people Mm -hmm. who get good and i would hopefully put myself in this category which is like someone who i wasn't very good i was crazy when i started i used to scream into the mic and you know people (laughs) would go oh but i for whatever reason wanted to keep on doing it and like you want to keep on doing it you get better eventually Mm. And that's the thing. Maybe the thing about it is not being too, because I know heaps of artists like that too who just got kissed on the dick and like, you know, from childhood, like amazing, like technically amazing and they kind of don't really keep going with it. And I wonder if it's because the satisfaction level for them is way lower. (laughs) Because they're like, well, I know I'm good at this. So why wouldn't I try and make a bunch of money as a banker? exactly like rather than people who kind of like put in all their time and all their effort yeah surely the kind of satisfaction and the payoff um and the feeling from putting in that time and actually improving yeah it's so much more powerful if yeah and then you get when the when you do get those little victories you're like oh my god that feels so good and it's like it wasn't even that good you just made one person laugh at the exit at 1am but you know for me yeah 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 I know it's all kind of relative as well yeah yeah I think that's probably it but yeah I think like because people always like to me I wish I could draw and I'm like man if you spent like the amount of hours that I have drawing you would Uh you would be able yeah you'd be able to draw you just I guess maybe it just needs to be a thing where at this you need some starting point where you feel like you are kind of good yeah. to keep going and that you don't feel absolutely useless. Some reason, some reason to keep going. 
Like, yeah. I don't mean to brag or anything, but I did win the art award in grade three. Whoa, dude. I didn't realize you were going to come on here swinging your dick around, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's stupid, but that, like, winning that painting award was the happiest day of my life. Yeah, no, really? No, Actually? It wasn't. But what Was I'm it really happy? Is it a fond memory? Well, well, yeah, actually it was. Yeah. You know, it's not that it was the happiest day of my life, but I know that that was a point for me. Like I always really loved drawing and painting, but it was a point for me where I felt like I was slightly better than, oh, that I was good at something. I oh. was like, you know, I was like, are you yeah, good yeah, at yeah. Keep yeah. going with it. The tiny little bit of validation that you needed to hold yeah, on. To just my, keep going. Mine was in year seven, you know, at, at the start of like the year, I don't know if your school did this, but like they send out uh, little questionnaires for your parents to be like, who's your kid? What do they do? So we can have a fucking idea of who's in the class. Oh, and, my, yeah. I, and I read what my mum wrote about me and she wrote sense of humor developing well. That's so cute. <laughs> and I was like, well, my mum thinks I'm funny, so you know what? that's that, enough for me. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like it's, it must just have to be that little thing at the start that's like yeah. not that you're like amazing or like a prodigy, but like you're all right. Like you Yeah, just someone go. goes like, I, you got something, you got something. You know what's funny about that is that the teachers, whoever read that the teacher would have read that and like oh that's code for he's a total shithead yeah 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 totally <laughs> oh, totally class clown yeah he's a fucking smart ass coming in the doors year seven yeah 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 God he's damn it. vying for everyone's attention that's true that's really funny and that's absolutely who i was and it would have been <laughs> your mom just like trying to give them a gentle <laughs> like i love him but yeah, yeah, fuck. You know what? I never considered it like that, and you're making me reassess. Don't <laughs> <laughs> take on my negative spin on everything. This is a me problem. <laughs> um, so are you coming back to Melbourne? I am coming back to Melbourne because I have to paint a mural. Yeah. In Melbourne. Um, Did you say I'm Melbourne? In Melbourne. <laughs> I kind of said Melbourne and is then – threw up in my mouth a little bit because I was <laughs> about <laughs> thinking about like how stressed I am about having Sick. I thought you were saying yeah, I, I used to um, know a chick who said instead of saying groin she said groined oh and, my she, God. and said Brisbane yes, and I thought I you were doing that, that. I thought um, you were doing no, that no 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 I'm not one of those people I was more just like fuck I just it dawned on me about the mural that you actually do have to come back at some point to do this fucking and mural and do a great big task yeah. Which I'm stressed about. So there's that. And then also all my, yes, I have to come back. All your stuff is still there. <laughs> yeah, all my stuff's in storage. And also I miss I miss my friends. So yeah, much. sure. I live a very quiet life now. Yeah, man, you're kind of doing it. I'm a little bit jealous, you know. You can just draw, upload, no, haggle like- with guys on Facebook. <laughs> You've got I, it made. I sometimes feel like I'm not taking the most advantage of, being in a state that's not locked down. Like you guys are stuck in your houses and I'm not stuck in my house, but that's all I do anyway. I just well, chill in the yard. Can you then for me go and watch some fucking stand-up comedy, <laughs> please? Well, yes, and I have been because my yes. dear. Yes, you're going with Ree? I'm tagging along to Ree's gigs. Yeah, it's that's great. the best, man. It's good to get out. That's sick. That's like my like I have like a two, maybe twice a week I have like my outings out of the yeah. house 
out yeah because i'm like out in like the outer suburbs so it's just such a trek to go Do you have a car no i don't have a car You're catching the I'm, train i catch a train or i can borrow dad's car fuck that know. rocks man you're living in the outer suburbs. You're almost 30. You're catching the train. <laughs> what are you doing, Aiden? You're locked in your fucking bed. <laughs> I got under and a skin. Look at that. <laughs> fucking loser on the train. <laughs> at least I can get on a train. Yeah, look, I can't, I can't argue with that. I'm walking around the block trying to pretend like I'm not impressed by this guy who's doing shows for Amazon. Bought me a bagel. <laughs> yes, exactly you're getting you're like a duck i'm a fucking loser grabs. well i mean what's your what's number one on your list when you guys get out of lockdown oh my god film my special film my oh, special no, dude do it in a venue huh? yeah i can't wait my fucking thing's coming out soon my yeah. um my uh comedy sidewalk pavement comedy whatever the fuck Ooh. i'm gonna call it should be coming out like tonight or tomorrow or something. Where's it know. going? On YouTube. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Shut up, dude. It's coming out. No, no. It's it's a really It's dropping. It's a big moment. A lot of people are waiting. They're excited. Yeah, it's no. It's gonna make no, a splash. <laughs> so where was your where was your special duty <laughs> be? Uh it was what, when or where? Where? Oh, it's also going to be just on YouTube. I'm not putting it anywhere. Yeah, any but, I mean, like, you will have to perform it. like. Oh, yeah, at, at Stupid Old Studios in Brunswick. It's oh, just like yeah. This, yeah, yeah. It's so just not like this like small in a... little studio thing. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, I've with an audience there. of 50. Have you? You've been there? Yeah, okay. You know the fucking. Don't yeah. talk to me like I'm actually people. around, Aiden. <laughs> Aiden. I've been on other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you told me you were on one the other day. Cheeky fucking dropped that. Yeah, I actually was on a podcast the other day and it was at a bad time. So like. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, I mean. That's um, but yeah, that sounds exciting. Yeah, so I'm very excited. Like, uh, so it's, is it filming though? Yeah, yeah. We're filming at like three cameras and okay. and. It's five grand. I've never spent five grand on anything. How cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Do you have anything that you want to promote to my 54 listeners? Uh, uh, yeah, you guys should totally hit me up for commissions or originals or prints. Yes. I'm open on commission. I've actually been loving doing them because often it's shit that I wouldn't naturally gravitate to. Yeah. It kind of pushes me in a direction. Uh-huh. And it's just nice to kind of like workshop with someone. And after a like a point, there's only so many angles you can draw a vagina from before you're like, hey, maybe I want to draw someone's dog. I need some new content. <laughs> totally. I was saying to mom, I was like, yeah, like commissions are kind of challenging, but it's actually such a good feeling when you get to the end of one and they're happy yeah. and you're happy and you get paid and they get the drawing that they want. Like, yeah, that's, that's cool. like a really special challenge when I'm doing it for myself. I mean, then it's just, there's no challenge. It's just me negotiating with me. The whole yeah, time. totally. And, and where can they find you to do commissions? Where can they hit you up? You can hit me up on Instagram, which is my name. So it's Aurora underscore Campbell. However, you will have to type in my entire name because I'm shadow banned. Genuinely shadow banned. I thought yeah, the shadow was- band was just something that people said who are getting any new followers. Mine, it's actually a thing. You can't find me unless you type it in. And the weird irony with the shadow ban, though, is I'm shadow banned presumably for 
breaching the community guidelines with naughty artwork. Sure. But every time I do like a super naughty artwork and post it, they get so many likes. And then every time I do like a normal one of like a dog or like a plant. Yeah. Or some just something normal, it yeah, yeah. So I don't know what the fuck Instagram wants from me. Um because yeah, I saw I saw some of yours that have like exposed nipples, but I guess it's just it's in black and white. Maybe the algorithm doesn't pick it up. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it does. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, apparently, you're allowed nipples if it's like a photo of a painting. Yeah. Okay. Which is like sure. Which is kind of what your yeah. I mean, that's what yours is. It's so. like a, it's a line on paper. Yeah. Fuck. It's an ink line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm waiting for the day that someone because Instagram's so like exclusive of like it's just such a prudish app like it really cancels out sex workers and artists and like a lot of sh- a lot of people and we need a new app that's just not going to censor sure those communities or every time one i mean like and- i bet that's what only fans thought you know the people that were on that and then they tried to fuck them there cuz no oh, one wants to be the app that fucking people do porn on yeah, exactly. Maybe we should all just fucking start social networking on Pornhub. Yeah, then- <laughs> yeah, commenting. You get each other's usernames. Yeah. No, no one needs that. They need anonymity on that. <laughs> um. Well, it was lovely chatting to you. Yeah. Oh, damn. I was about to wrap up and now, now it feels <laughs> like I don't have control over my podcast. <laughs> I'm a bad host. You <laughs> wrap it up on me? <laughs> no it was real fucking cool man thanks for doing this no thank you it was super good i'll talk good to you sh- soon well look i hope you enjoyed that i loved it man love talking to aurora if you want to find her on instagram aurora underscore campbell Buy some of her shit. Don't fucking haggle with her on price like a grub. Um, What else, man? If you like this podcast, give us a five-star review on iTunes and follow me, Aiden Jones Comedy. Follow the podcast at Sitting Under Podcasts. I don't know if I've got – maybe I'll put something of Aurora's up on there. Yeah, fucking maybe I'll do that this week. Get my shadow banned. Yes. Um, I hope you guys have had a good one, man. Have a nice week and I'll chat to you next week. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.